All right, everybody, welcome back to the BeFit Podcast. I am your host, Connor Murphy, and I am here solo to talk to you about celebrity training. It is probably the question I get asked the most. So the title of this is going to be, So You Want to Be a Celebrity Trainer. Now, it's such an odd term because when people say that, it's kind of cringeworthy. You're like, like, yeah, I've trained a few celebrities. I've also trained thousands of people who aren't considered celebrities who have had the same, if not more significant results that I think is a little bit more profound than celebrity training. But in the world we live in today, someone hears that you train XYZ and you're like, oh, this is the best trainer. And you know what? So that's what we're going to talk about is if if that's the path you want to go down, kind of what it entails, how it worked for me, how I know it's worked for other people and, and not necessarily want to like talk you out of it, but there's a, there's a few different levels that I think when people say celebrity training, a celebrity trainer, like, like training someone from Hollywood, that's really the, you know, that's like the number one thought process, training someone who has millions and millions of followers, a, a famous actor or musician, And then there's the celebrity side of professional athlete. I think there's a very different type of trainer between the two of those. I think anyone can be a celebrity trainer when like the Hollywood side of things. I think when it comes down to the celebrity athlete side, you really have to, their performance is the most important aspect of what they do. So I think you have to be a little bit more squared away for that. And then it goes to training uber wealthy people to where maybe they're not celebrities, but they want the highest level person. So being a celebrity trainer, having that notoriety is something that this person, the very, very uber wealthy person seeks out. Now there's, there's very different you know, pay scales and compensation when it comes down to that. But I think, you know, with the celebrity training, people always ask me what it's like. And listen, I'm not, you know, I'm not training Tom Cruise here. Uh, there's people who are, you know, have fame and, and there are celebrities that I've trained, but I'm not trying to say, Hey, I know everything because I've trained the top level people actually know a person who's trained Tom Cruise for a long time, Lacey Mackey. She's a very, very good friend of mine. She's a wonderful human. One of the owners of caveman coffee worked with her for a long time. She is incredible. She's awesome. Now back to my experience with it. Cause I don't want to speak for anyone else. It's not, everyone will say this, it's not as glamorous as you would think being like, Oh, this person's a celebrity trainer. What does it consist of? Well, it consists of about 40 to 60% of your training sessions being either moved or canceled because you know, whether it's the nature of their work or the fact that they kind of are used to doing whatever they want on their schedule, other people's times aren't necessarily as considered. That's not for everyone, but I think if we want to group it in as a whole, I'd say 40 to 60% of times training sessions getting moved or canceled. I would say 95% of the time that person's going to show up late. So if you're one of the people that's, um, you know, hey, there's a burpee penalty if you come into class late, like you may as well fucking put that in the bag and get it out because that's not going to fly here. And outside of that, it's the damn same thing. You do the same thing. I don't treat anyone differently. When I have a new, when I have a new person coming in the gym, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to half-ass effort this one because they only have 250,000 followers. And it's like, oh, hey, Connor, we got an 8 million follower account. And it's like, oh, hold on. Let me put the CO2 cannons on for this person to come in. It's like, no, you, you show the same care for everyone, you know, and, and especially I think early on, I would, I would be more nervous. Like I probably wasn't as good of a coach because I'm nervous. Why? I don't know. 
you know, just because they're celebrity, they don't know more about the art or the, or the craft that you're doing. And, you know, you, you get through that, but that also happens. I remember I was nervous to coach my first CrossFit class. I remember I was nervous when I went to my level two training, you know, seminar when I had to coach in front of other coaches. But it's, it's an interesting thought process, how high it's regarded to be a uh, celebrity trainer for athletes. And, and I want to talk about just kind of like my, you know, my version of it. And then I also want to give, as we get to the later parts of the podcast, I also want to give some objective things, if you're interested in this, about how I got down that path. I don't want to just start going you know, all in now and then bouncing around. We'll kind of talk about each different piece, what it's like, and then, and then how I was able to go down that route in order to have access to train some of these incredible, incredible people. I don't want it to sound like I'm doing a disservice because I'm like, oh, they're, they're not going to show up or they're late. It's like they have a different lifestyle than us. And it's very important to set that to where like anyone that I've trained consistently, I consider very good friends of mine. I don't treat them any differently. In fact, we had the group, uh, is it Data, Data Life? Data Life, yeah. Data Life. We have a point where any of the artists that are coming into town, they get a one-pager about the training, about private training and everything. We had you know, Data Life reach out. And when it came down to it, it was actually just the tour manager who ended up coming out to the session. He had to do the sound check. So you know, speaking of the being late thing, you can kind of expect it. So I have my guy, uh, Bora or Bam, who's at the venue, who's doing all the sound checks. And he's like, oh, we're going to be late at this. And so I kind of know. And then it's just the tour manager that shows up. And I don't know the difference or, or do I really care? I'm there and I'm going to train and that's part of it. And so we have the, the tour manager go through a workout. I didn't, I didn't know who he, he could have been the head DJ. He could have been anyone. And then afterwards, it was, this was incredible. This was awesome. Now let's do another one with this. And, and I think just showing the same level of concern will help out rather than being like, oh, I only want to train the celebrity. Because then you train the tour manager and guess what? Now he's the main voice of reason. Rather than me trying to convince this person I don't know to come and train, now we have a tour manager who's like, oh yeah, we're bringing him in here like tomorrow. Like we're going to go, we're going to add another session because this was incredible. Having that close personal connection with someone or someone who has that with the artist is super important as well because that's someone that they trust. Remember that as a trainer, you, unless you've started work, unless you've already worked with someone, you're selling them a product. People hate salesmen, they hate salespeople, but if there's someone that they trust, I mean, who would you go to? Would you have a cold call on your phone for someone trying to sell you something or a trusted source saying, this is what I did and this is the right way to do it? It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy there. I think the same thing goes for a training of professional athletes. Very few times is someone going to say, you know, some professional athlete just, oh, best trainer near me. No, they're going to find whoever the, the top athlete on their team or someone who has another trainer. Hey, who is your trainer? What do you do here? It is that close personal connection that gives you the, that makes you a viable a trainer before anyone has worked with you. What I do for training, any of the professional athletes that I've trained, whether they are currently professional athletes, which I still work with a few, they are collegiate working their way to be professional, they are high school waking their way to, to be college athletes, I focus on GPP, general physical preparedness. I'm not a specialty coach. I'm not someone who knows how to, you know, rip a shot on with a lacrosse stick or, you know, hit a slap shot with a hockey stick or, 
you know, throw a football, you know, I can throw a football, but I'm not, you know, I'm not training anyone to do this stuff. My goal is general physical preparedness. And I don't really need to know much about the sport. For instance, I had a client uh, that came in all through word of mouth. It was a friend of buddies who knew Uncle Phil, who it was all connected and connected to the point that I got a random call on my phone. Like normally I'm like, don't give out my phone number, like send me an email. And I didn't even have a discussion with anyone. And I got a call like, hi, Jimmy, couldn't have been nicer. And he said, I need you, I need you to train my daughter. Um, she's going to play field hockey for Northeastern. She is very, very skilled player, but is working on the conditioning stuff and the conditioning tests that she has to go through with Northeastern. She's not going to pass right now. So we need to work. And I'm like, I don't want to take on really another client. I've got so much other stuff going on, but since it was through a trusted source and everything about like, Hey, I want you to do this. I said, okay, all right, we'll do it. It took one training session for me to look at this athlete and see her hard work and dedication to be like, yep, I'm in a hundred percent in. And those are the people that I want to train. It's not always the celebrities that are so involved and excited and will do whatever you say. In fact, it's normally the opposite. Those are sometimes the most difficult clients to have because they're used to everyone saying that whatever they say goes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. We'll do this. We'll do this. Oh, you don't want to do this? Okay. We'll switch it up. Man, this athlete that I had come in, I'm telling you, was willing to work. I put her through some of the worst workouts, like workouts that I've done and I wasn't exactly pushing at the exact same paces that I wanted her to. It was, and she was just willing to grind. As a freshman now, earned herself a starting spot for Northeastern field hockey, which is unbelievable. Nothing to do with, I didn't teach her skill. I didn't do anything. I took from what I know from training, which I've learned from a bunch of other people, and it was able to you know, disseminate it down to get her that information. What brought that client to me? That's what we're talking about on this podcast. Not, hey, I'm this great trainer who did this for someone. No, no, I follow a template from CrossFit football that I learned years ago with John Wellborn on the interval training on push-pull rapid hip extension workouts, a lot of unbelievable information that I've used to train incredible athletes. But all of that information, it could be delivered by really anyone. Anyone who knows the material and is comfortable with it could have taken this athlete from where she was to where she is. Why? Because it's been, I've been a trusted source in this area. You want to know the person who recommended me to her is someone I've trained for free for the last four years. That's probably one of the biggest pieces. If there's someone whose attention you want to get, someone who's well-connected, they may not be the celebrity or the professional athlete, but they know everyone, train them. It's not a bullshit thing. You can't just be like, oh, I've trained them. Now we're good. Improve the quality of their life through fitness and they will be your number one advocate. They will send your name out to people you want and don't want it to go to. Anyone, you've got to work with this trainer. You've got to work with this person. And then once, you, once they see the results, then it starts to move around. Now we're starting to get into the, the how. But with Buddy Costa, I mean, I guess I would say it hasn't been for free. We kind of had like a mutual deal on that. But, you know, he lost a ton of weight, was posting on his social media. This is my before. This is my after. Here's what we've been doing. Here's what we've been training. And this person reached out to Buddy to say, hey, we need a trainer. And Buddy's like, this is your guy. It's actually a friend of Buddy's, Matt, who, who pushed it back. You know, all names are relevant. It was someone who trusted me in, in knowing, hey, this person's going to be taken care of. 
that's the biggest, that's the most important piece if you want to train a client or you want clients to be brought to you. The last piece of it, and it all kind of adds up, I've seen from myself and from multiple other people I've been very close with for the like the in-person, at-home, personal training, training people who can afford it, whether it's uber wealthy, even sometimes not, even sometimes you're just people who prioritize their health, that's going to be word of mouth. There's no amount of promotion, no matter what it looks like on social media, no matter how many sponsored ads you put behind there, no matter how many PDFs someone is selling on a program, you know, there's some really cool things that people are doing. But if you're going to be the person to get someone results and they're going to reach out to you, it's all going to be from previous success and word of mouth. People tend to congregate and hang around similar people. You're going to train someone who's, who's very wealthy, who, who wants you to build out a gym in their house. Cool. Don't promote to everyone else that you train this person. All you need to do is focus on getting that person the exact results they want or teach them what they want. Improve the quality of their life through training and nutrition, and they will, they will sing your praises to everyone. Like I said, sometimes people that you'll want, sometimes people that you don't necessarily want. That's the key behind it all. We go back to the celebrity side because I think that was the, you know, the main reason why people want to listen in and cue into this. And I've had, you know, I've had good friends. I've had random strangers. People reach out. How do you do it? Or what is it like? And I think the how factor for me, it was very lucky. And I fucking hate the word lucky. I was just talking to my buddy James about this the other day. There's like three words that I really, really don't like. Lucky is one of them. Potential is one of them as well. But it's like not a lot of stuff happens because of luck. I like to use the word fortunate. But there's some times where you just get lucky with with who you've invested into. And training someone that working with them, being friends with them, not knowing what they do, and then have them kind of be in that trusted source with with a celebrity is, is something that that's kind of how it happened for me. And I, you know, I worked with, um, I had met this guy, Mike Finn, mentioned him a bunch of times on this podcast and he was a tour manager for, you know, a bunch of different hardcore bands. I didn't really know what he did. Someone had kind of briefed me his story, which wasn't exactly correct, but it was enough to where I was like, Hey, this is a pretty interesting person. I saw him at a competition. He was hilarious. The matter of stuff that he was joking about. And I was living in St. Thomas and we just kind of stayed in touch. And then we trained a bit when he would come into town and then he started, you know, he was the tour manager for Dylan Francis and we would hang out. And then at one point in time, I was out there on the road with him when he was on tour, Dylan Francis and Zed and Dylan had come out to make fun of us after a workout because Mike had his knee sleeves. I don't know if you've ever seen it before, but if you have like wear knee sleeves and then you slide them all the way down your shoes, it, it lo- almost looks like little boots. So he kind of made fun of Mike for looking like Ugg boots. And I was like, Hey, like Dylan, do you want to, uh, do you want to train? Do you want to do a quick little workout? And he was like, yeah. Now at this point in time, I wasn't like, all right, cool. Here's my rate. I have my, you know, here, you know, enter your, any major credit card and we can do this. I'm like, sure, let's do a quick workout. Why not? Did a workout, took care of him, scaled it to where it was hard, but it didn't make him more sore than he's ever been. Next day he reached out to Mike. He's like, that was a great workout. I want to like eventually get, you know, to do that and get him on the road. Didn't really happen with Dylan after that until a long time later. But from that and from Dylan and from Mike, a group Flostradamus reached out to me. 
hey, we want to get some equipment for this tour. We want to do this. I actually set them up with one of my hometown gyms in Washington State for them to kind of learn some of the mechanics on, went in. And again, that was my trusted source of the best trainer I knew in that area was Mike Kelly. And so I sent them to Mike Kelly and, and then we had this relationship and then Flostradamus was able to reach out to other people. And then, you know, I end up going out to meet Dylan on a, on a tour. We're in LA. I was so, I had some sort of sickness, but I was like, I have to do this. And Dylan's like, Hey man, can we train? I've been in the studio all day. It's been super stressful. He had this big festival thing that he was running and the group actually funny enough, Flostradamus was splitting up. And so only Kurt was coming to the show and Josh wasn't going to come. And that's how everyone knew Flostradamus. So they were working on what were they going to do. And then Flostradamus is like, we're going to bring YG to come. And so Dylan's like, okay, so it's just like the, you know, Dilstradamus show, but now YG is coming. So I'm going to bring someone anyways, long as it's irrelevant. He's like, I'm going to, well, let's go train at Lockbox LA, which again, a connection that I had in LA with PJ Stahl, who was the gym owner at the time. And I had, you know, I had a good group of friends. I had Eli who was out there who was like, yeah, we'll come in and open the gym for you. And we went and Dylan's friend that he brought, Sonny, was, uh, is Skrillex. You show up and it's like, hey guys, you know, sign the waiver. It's not like, oh, you got to charge extra for this session or whatever we're doing with Dylan and put him through a workout. Nice job. Awesome. Try not to be over the top, even though I'm like obsessed with this guy not to be over the top and be like, Hey, can we get a picture or any of that stuff? It was just like awesome workout. He asked, he's like, Hey, I want to get your contact info from Dylan and I want to get some training in. Cool, man. Yeah. Sounds great. Even just training someone, even having the ability to do it without an Instagram post, without an exchange of contact information, without an exchange of currency, charging someone for it. Even that, you know, now that's the resonator of, Oh, I've, whenever I've done CrossFit, I did it with this guy who is this. And it's like, then you get your name around there. And then it just starts to, you know, you're, you're now in that environment. And if you don't know anyone, if you don't have, you know, a Mike Finn in the industry or now, you know, there's a thousand tour managers, not a thousand, but maybe, you know, a couple dozen tour managers that I've worked with, that I've trained, that work with other people in the music industry that want to reach out. Oh, we need a trainer on tour. Oh, I need this for this tour. You know, now your name's in the mix. It's a whole lot easier. So now it's easy for me to sit back and be like, oh, you want to train a celebrity? Just reach out to him and do it. Like, you know, if you're starting from, from zero, here's what I would suggest. Find a gym or find a, a, you know, a local area of people who train the type of people you want to train, whether it be professional athletes, whether it be celebrities. I know in the LA area, there's a lot of CrossFit affiliates that have celebrities that come into the gym. Focus on that being your main place to train, to work out, and then see if you can get a job there. And then see from that, are you gonna, is your name going to be in the hat when a celebrity comes by and they say, well, here we have this list of trainers. It's by putting yourself in the right place at the right time. It's not by massively DMing everyone and saying, hey, I'm this trainer. Do you want to work with me? And people are going to be like, no, or they won't see it. It's about being that trusted source. How can you get yourself in there? Well, be a trusted source for a trusted source and keep working. Even if it has to be, you know, tenfold all the way down. If you come into a gym and, you know, I know CrossFit Horsepower is a gym out in LA that I see celebrities come in and out of and train all the time. And there's private training that happens there. 
be an intern at this gym. Hey, I want to learn what you guys do. I, I also, you know, don't be, you know, be upfront about what you want. I want to be a celebrity trainer. I want to train, you know, higher level people. Why? I don't know, because I'm self-obsessed and that's what makes me feel good about myself. That's, that's me. But I'm not making fun of other people. That's, you know, a dig on myself. And then, oh, now you have a part-time coaching job open. You were a trusted source as an intern. Now there's a part-time coaching job. Oh, guess what? Cruella comes into class today. Awesome. Give him your best effort. Really cool. Oh, I know that trainer. I took his class. That was great. Hey, you suck at handstand pushups. Do you want to work on them? I actually kind of specialize in this stuff. Great. Awesome. Let's do a little 30 minutes after class. No charge, no session and that. Work on them. Oh, great. You just got a handstand pushup. High five. Chest bump. Cool. See you next time. They're like, wow, this person didn't just want something from me. They actually had something. They provided me with a product that improved my life. Now, the next time they need someone, they need something done with gymnastics, you know, they're going to go to that person who helped them. And you can continue, you can kind of see the trend and continue to work your way in there. But I think that's the best way. And I reference CrossFit because that's all I know. I read a bunch of articles on other celebrity trainers and how it's all worked out. Like, great, go listen to them. I, I don't, I don't know. I kind of only speak on what I have, you know, what would I have experience in? And it was, and it's been an awesome way to do it. And first training, just meeting, uh, yeah, I met one of the Bruins players actually out at a bar and we just had a great time together. Stayed in touch after that. And then it was like, Oh, you like to do training. I do this. Great. Hit a workout. Oh, come train consistently. Oh, I'm going to bring other players to come train. These great people, you provide a product for them and then, then you can get to where you want to get to, but don't be, don't, you know, charging right off the bat or, or trying to see what's in it for you. What's in it for you is being that trusted source. I don't think I came into this podcast thinking, hey, this is the main thing I want to focus on. But as I talk more about it, it's like, yeah, being a trusted source. That's the best thing that you can do in order to get the clients or whatever type of clients you want. That's the blanket scale over. That's the blanket option for you. It's like, well, what can you do? You know, be a trusted source for celebrity for athlete for you know whoever that you want to train and anything can happen from there and i know that because i know people who may not be as knowledgeable of trainers who are training everyone they want and there are people who are the most knowledgeable incredible awesome trainers who have they're training no one with this like fame notoriety they're probably happy with it but it doesn't matter experience you get some experience under your belt because if you get this opportunity and you suck and you're not getting anyone the results that they want, then you're no longer going to be a trusted source. So know what you know, know what you don't know, and also just be a good person. No one wants a punisher. If there's one, if there's, an, if there's a not to do, tell an artist all of your favorite songs and your experiences listening to those songs. And, and then it's not, like, it's not like they don't care about that, but they hear it all the time. Then with someone who's real, they'd actually probably rather hear about your life and problems than hearing how awesome they are. Some of them, maybe not. I've had a couple artists who came in and they're like, hey, I want you to you know, play this playlist and it's all their own songs. I'm like, oh, just to piss Dylan off. Like I will like sneak one of his songs in to one of our workouts and he'll be like, turn this shit off. Who plays this song? You know, he's, he's just a good person. He's a, he's a great personality. But you don't want to be the punisher. You don't want you know someone to feel like it's a punishment to to be around. You know, do your job. Treat them like like you know anyone else. Ask them questions about their life. 
ask some questions about their family, about their, about their kids, about, you know, their experience training, gain real, real connections with these people, but hone down. Don't be a punisher. Find a way to be a trusted source and don't stress if you're doing shit for free. Cause you know what, if you want to be a celebrity trainer, those typically aren't the people who are paying the top dollar for it because they have so many people who want to train them. They have opportunities to train. Maybe it's for, uh, you know, exchange for social media posts. Maybe it's exchange for promotion of something. Uh, they're going to wear a certain footwear or apparel. And then, but once you get to that level and you're at that celebrity trainer status, that's where a lot of times like the bigger money for private training comes in, but you can't replicate yourself. So just remember that when you want to be the best private trainer in the world, there's only so many hours in a day. All right. I think that's all I got. Uh, you can always follow us at bignightfitness.com. Again, my name is Connor Murphy at Connor, C-O-N-O-R-T-M-U-R-P-H-Y. If you have any questions or especially on this topic, if you don't want to post it in public, DM me. I will always, always respond to DMs. Send me an email, Connor at bignight.com. I want to get back to you. I want to help you guys out. I'm not selling a product here to be like, oh, it, you know, get my celebrity training program for $5.99. Maybe I will. I think I need, I think, well, at some point in time, we're going to start selling some shit here. But as of right now, it's free content. I'll, I'll give you guys access. I'm not the, the top tier of every trainer or the top tier of celebrity trainers or anything. I just know from my experience and hopefully I can help you out. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Hurley, for always being the man, the producer behind the scenes. And we will see you guys next week with a very special guest. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.